My name is Andrew Jones. I'm a domesticated cinephile. Oh, I'm Johnny Ellis and I'm movie mad. Are you movie mad? I am indeed movie mad. When was the last time you were in a movie house? Um, that is a good question. It has been a while. Right. Oh, uh, right. probably Candyman. Candyman? Candyman. When did you see Candyman? Candyman. I saw Candyman. Um, <laughs> I've done this six times now. Yes, um, it is. It's negated <laughs> it now. Yeah, welcome. Uh, so that just after I got back from Ireland, so beginning of September, I think. Do you remember? <laughs> the very beginning of September. Yeah. This is how we've made a podcast in which uh, we watch films. Uh, I usually show Johnny some films he hasn't seen before, and then he complains that I, my choices were bad. And I go, yeah, as a teenager, I liked films, and I guess I don't anymore. And it's fun to discover that over the course of a <laughs> very harrowing spiral-ridden, anxiety-filled 20-odd months months of uh, isolation. How are you doing? Badly. Very badly. But it's fine now because it's not my turn to pick any fucking films. (laughs) Uh, It's Halloween kill season! It is Halloween kill season. And we're killing Peacock's own. Yes, I forgot about that. From the Venice Film Festival to the Peacock streaming service. I feel like we should add The Hub of Paw Patrol, the movie, and the Boss Baby family business <laughs> comes Halloween Kills. I feel like we should add Peacock to our list of uh, multiple streaming services. I don't need every episode of AP Bio whenever I need want it, because uh, I don't want it. Well, because it's, it's that or Paramount Plus, right, are the next two that we don't have. Yeah, and Paramount Plus will give you Yellowstone. So you'd rather Paramount Plus? Nope. All right. So you'd rather Peacock? I'd rather not have all the streaming services. I'd rather not have any streaming service and just, you know, resort as I did last week when the internet was down for three and a half days to my DVD collection. Yeah, it was tough. I watched every episode of That's My Bush. I've not seen That's My Bush since it aired on Comedy Central once when I was like 12. (laughs) Do you know what That's My Bush is? No. (laughs) I thought it was just you stood in front of him. Nope, that's Matt and Trey. We're doing like, right, we want to be a, do a, a joke about George Bush. What if uh, he was in a silly sitcom? He was the star of a silly sitcom. <laughs> and that's it. That's the entire thing is, wow, he's just, he's a stupid person. It's like the Dick Van Dyke show, I guess. But Matt and Trey. Home and stuff. Yeah, you think Matt and Trey might make it good. Nope. Oh. It's unwatchable. That's a shame. And I say that as I watched every episode. This is unwatchable. What am I doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have the internet. Oh, you not have books? Could have had a once upon a time in Hollywood. I don't have that. I'll send you a copy. I'm yeah, going to get half. Oh, you got a copy now? No, no. I've got the internet. As you can <laughs> clearly hear, I have the internet. Yeah. Yeah, but I had the internet all around me and I still read... Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, but I could watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And thanks to Netflix, I can watch it at one and a half speed. Oh, God. So, oh, uh, infinitely better. You you fiend. I, I just... <laughs> As someone who, during the last month, spent, you know, half hour to 50 minute segments on HBO Max watching Gone with the Wind, I think I <laughs> owed myself to watch one of the film like that at one and a half speed, because Jeep and crap in Christ. My God. I, I did it. I've seen that film now. Yeah, you recommend it? Nope. Because <laughs> I still haven't. Nope, I think it's one star on Letterbox, maybe one and a half for production value. Um, It's well shot shit. <laughs> well shot shit. Imagine just watching a piece of shit well shot for four hours. Jackass Forever <laughs> coming to Peacock. No, Paramount Plus, that's a Paramount Plus one. Um, see, they're all over the place. But yeah, I, I feel know, like I, I can't, I can't, I can't get my Universal licenses correctly. Yeah. Do you know? Do you like Universal? Yeah. As a studio. Yeah. I think what, so. has, what has Universal got coming up this year? Is there anything big? Um, nothing comes up to mind. Nothing comes to mind. No. No, no, come to mind. Uh, Top Gun? Are they doing? No, Top- no, come to mind for Universal. Universal might have a 163-minute film with no at the start. No. Doctor. Oh, Doctor. 
Is that universal? It's a universal. They I didn't even spot that at the beginning because obviously I saw this last week. It's Columbia for Casino, and mm. then Fox kind of did a deal with MGM for Quantum. Right. And I think Skyfall and Spectre kind of fell in the in between between those two for a while, and they just yeah. MGM became its own little label for a bit. Yeah. It was all a bit of a cock up, and then Universal got the rights to the next one. Uh-huh. And that was about the time when Danny Boyle ran oh, off to go and make yesterday instead. Yeah. What a what um, a great choice you made, mate. Yeah, that I I forgot. I don't, that I don't, was... I, yesterday is a great film. I don't get it though. So a guy gets hit by a bus, and then the world stays exactly the same. Yeah. And everyone else is like weird about it. Well, apart from the Beatles thing. The Beatles thing starts starts there. You know. You know the Beatles to. The, the, the boy band, the British, the boy, British boy band. Oh, you mean like five? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, there were five of them, four of them. There was yeah, a fifth people. Yeah, yeah. But... no, there were, there were four people in five. And yeah. that's why that's why they call them Blue. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> you're talking about the band Blue? Always. What we're talking about now? But um... well, it's one for the money and the free rights. Two for the lies denied. Three for the lies you've been making, faking. Four for the times you've been. Making? No, three for the lies you've been making, four for the times you've been faking, all right. I'm going to tell it to your face, I rest my case. That's four of them for all four of them. <laughs> in blue. Um, to five. Get on up when you're down. <laughs> Keep on moving on. But yes, I did, I did see Candyman, but yes, you reminded me. I don't know how I forgot. I saw No Time to Die last week, because it came out last week over here. Yeah, uh, um, did you go to the 007 past midnight screenings? On no, unless, uh, alas, I was uh, I was working the Wednesday night shift, but I, I made sure to book the Thursday. No, I'm asking if you did Thursday morning. Past midnight, yeah. it's Thursday morning, it's not Wednesday night. Yeah, so I did, I did Wednesday night shift going into Thursday morning. Oh, so you did the two-dayer? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's like one of those doctors on those 18-hour shifts that cover a couple of days. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Um, but I am. Um, room stat. I uh, yeah, I, I booked the, the Thursday off, made sure to have it as one of my days off, and then the tickets were released and I saw they were doing midnight screenings. I was like, Oh, oh, now you bring back midnight screenings. I see what yeah. it is. But I couldn't book because I was like Oh, oh were you were you so upset that you couldn't get people just to do nothing big in Japan at midnight? Yes. I would have totally done that. Because they would have been like, Well, it's normal Don't time in Japan, isn't it? That's why yeah. they're doing a midnight screening. Yeah. Oh, it would be perfect. But no, I went to see it at the IMAX because, as is tradition, I go see it uh, on the IMAX screen in Waterloo. Um, now, now did, how did you feel when everyone else was going to watch Bond that you were going to watch it at the IMAX? <laughs> well, I was just the entire time, the entire way through the film, I was screaming, "We want it! We want it!" Uh, no one joined in. But no, because you were on the private screening. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um. But no, with uh, with one, I just wanted to reiterate. I, I don't know if I mentioned this during the podcast before, but I have been thinking this for a while, and I'm I'm glad, I'm happy to say I was completely right that Rami Malek was indeed playing Doctor No, of course, which we all know now because is that his uh, thing? Definitely Doctor saw no, of course. Doctor No, of course. My name is Doctor No, of course. Yeah. I'm a fan of being on course, and then at the very I'm a fan of the little things. <laughs> Then at the very end, he says, my name is Dr. No. Time to die. And then all freeze frames. <laughs> and the credits this is the song things. of Billy Eilish, as I definitely remember after hearing it once. Oh, I made you listen to that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, but I remember that was one time. And you know what? Don't remember it. What about her new album? How do you like her new album? I, I, I've heard one of her songs recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, uh, for some reason, I was watching shitty films on Netflix, as I want to do when I'm depressed now, which right. is, you know, every day. I watched Brightburn. Do you know how that oh. film ends? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's the song? That's... Oh, I'm a bad guy. I, oh, she's the bad guy. Do you get it? Do you yeah. get it? Because the kid's a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, cripes. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you get um, Pam's ex-boyfriend, ex-fiance, to raise a kid. Um, oh, but yes, yeah. that death. <laughs> That's a weird episode. A badger as well. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Got a badger. Yeah, my jaw drops. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I I just want to um just 
Oh, you want to, to talk more about Brightburn? Want, right. Okay. So, what's going to happen in the second Brightburn? Is there a Brightburn? Is there actually a Brightburn too? Yeah, yeah it's going to be brighter burn. <laughs> I really hope this is true. I can never. Take and then, a... then, of course, it's going to lead into a remake of Burning Bright, the film about the tiger in the house. <laughs> I can never take That's anything. A deep cut of a horror film that like, no one remembers anymore, wasn't it? That was like a fright fest experience. People were talking about. This was going to be great, and then everyone forgot Burning Bright. What if a tiger gets into a house or something? Really? Yep. And someone was sat in the audience watching that. This would be great with crocodiles. Yeah, no. That's, that's Wait true. a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was right, and uh, Rami Malek was Dr. No. Just want that on record. I did. I don't know if I said it on, bef- on the episode before. Yeah, you did. Um, you said it on uh, the Daywatch episode we did. Did I? Yeah. Uh, that was the episode before. Did I actually? Oh, good, because I couldn't remember if I'd said it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and every episode you kept saying, that's Savin, that's Savin? Yep. yep. Savin, no, Dr. Savin, no. I told you so, that trailer had a bit of, um, what was it, my first uh, my first clue. Let me, let me walk you through it. And let's go my to first the is in this, but not in that. Let's go to the you, some sort around. of riddle-based villain? <laughs> my first clue was found Do- in... Dr. Dano? <laughs> Dano? Can't wait for the Batman. Um, right. My first uh, clue was found in the, trailer, <laughs> in the trailer where I saw the uh, there was like a set piece at an oil rig and I thought that felt very Doctor No. Um, and then I'd spotted, then I, I took more notice in, uh, in Mr. Savin. Uh, if that is his name, it's not, it's Doctor No. Um, and I noticed we don't see his hands ever. Like, apart from when they're in gloves, a black glove, or maybe it's not a hand, maybe it's some mechanical thing that can crush a stone. Wasn't it a stone that was crushed? In the... It's like a Luke Skywalker, yes. Anakin Skywalker. So you're saying this is a Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. I mean, at the end of, at the end of No Time to Die, uh, Dan Dr. Craig... Dr. What? <laughs> Dan, Daniel Gray tries holding out a, a, a water PPK to, um, to talk to now. I can't wait to see what happens though, because we never see him take it. And there's I'm all sure there's just a seat behind very him. Elegant so and like concerned can... and for the fans. There's just a seat behind him, so he can't put it on a shelf or something behind him. Um, no, he would have yeah. it on his person. Yeah, yeah. And and keep it close to him forever because it's important. Yeah. So and he's it's gonna... the weapon of the spy. It's the most important yeah. weapon of the spy. And he's going to take it, and he's he's going to say something. You say something was... important, then take yeah. them to the tree where they'll learn spy skills from the old spy texts. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Judy Dench M won't pop up and say, "Hey, these spy texts are stupid. It's all inside you," because that'd be dumb. <laughs> then there'll be a scene in which he goes down to the dark place and sees Spectre, and he goes, "Wow, you just read right to it." <laughs> oh, you remember that film far too well. How do you feel about the fact that Blofeld was actually Money Penny's grandfather all along? It's weird because he was also Bond's brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. <laughs> it made for the um the 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 end of the film love scene to be very strange because he said, yeah. "Call me granddaddy." Yeah, and... I mean, and I would. Let's face it. <laughs> and then I talk. Then I'd ask Granddaddy about his favorite albums, and let me tell you, he's a Machead. <laughs> he loves his Fleetwood. Oh goodness! Um, <laughs> but, <clears throat> what? Hold up a second. Yeah. Did you find it weird that even though Q dies like twenty minutes into the film, he comes back at the end? He's got a bit of a scruffier beard, and he's clearly not really engaged with the moment when he has to just go ahead and tell Sabin that you know what? Maybe you should turn to good. It was a bit strange. It was even stranger that like, it was eating the marmalade sandwich while doing it. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Too much of it. <laughs> <That's sweet>. Yeah. <laughs> um, Justice for Knuckles McGinty, by the way. Just, just throwing that out there right now. Yes, I do love Knuckles He's, he's due his respect. He's, you know, he's had a hard time, but uh, he's a good guy. He is. He is a good guy. I want to watch Paddington too now. You we can't what? watch that. It's a great film. Let's watch it. I watched it again recently. It's just what you need sometimes. It really is. Um, but we're not watching Paddington Tea. We are. Um, we're in October. Oh, you know spooky! October means yes. Spooky, scary, scary, spooky time. Halloween kills month. So, 
I'm choosing the films this month, as you rightly said. Um, and we're kicking off uh, with a film. I don't know if you've seen this film. Have you seen this film? You haven't seen I've, <laughs> seen, I've, I've seen the, the, the cover. That was enough as a child yeah. to go like, I never want to see what this is. <laughs> well, you're welcome. The artwork is uh, weird and scary as a child. Yeah, yeah. Screaming um, I, faces are not my forte. Will is my forte. I haven't watched this in years. Uh, I can't remember if it's any good, but I have a feeling it's going to be very 90s. Um, Weird, because it says 2001. Yeah, but it, yeah, I know, but it's precipice of the 90s, you know. Um, what you're saying is frosted tips and uh, baggy pants. I yeah, I can I can almost guarantee frosted tips. The only thing I know about this is uh, Matthew Lillard. Yes, I think he has. Like, frosted that's t- literally <laughs> the only thing I know about it. Yeah, which, I stumbled across it on TV the other uh, a few weeks back. Which one chapter? Uh, I stumbled across Thirteen Ghosts the other day. Oh right, that's what we're watching. We're watching Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, we're watching Thirteen Ghosts. Um. And I stopped myself watch, from watching the full thing because I was like, oh, I remember this as a kid watching this. And it was so much fun. It was like... As a kid watching a scary, spooky film. Yeah. I'll tell you more you. about it. Uh, Why would you ever do that it. as a child, though? I would never subject my nephews into that. But I... <laughs> my nephews are pure of heart and I want them to, right. to show them balance for the rest of their lives. They are six and seven. Right, yeah. No, I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking like, you know, 12, 13. Oh, a teenager. Maybe 11. Well, 12 oh. isn't a teenager because... It doesn't 12, have is, 12 is a teenager. 12 doesn't... It's not 12 teen, though. Yeah, Teenagers 13 the price, to 19. The price is a 12, 12 was a teenager. Yeah. I yeah. remember I I was forced to pay adult prices to go and see uh, Lutis back in action, even though I was 12. Ah, oh, the audacity. I was like, that's ridiculous. How dare you, bus driver, make me pay £1.20 instead of 40p because I'm 12. <laughs> that's... Yeah. That's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was disgusted. Well, maybe you should put your shoes on your knees. And? And walked around on your knees. Right, but then what happens if I do on my feet? My feet will be sticking out the back. Come on, think about this. If you, cut, We're not framing your scene of tiptoes. I need to off. know what happens in the 360 virtual reality surrounding you to, version. You have to cut your feet off. I'm not going to cut my feet off, then I will be small. <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with being that. No, 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 don't, don't take away me shins. That's the price you the pay. The songs are going to change my life. <laughs> That's the price you pay for uh, getting child prices. So are your feet worth, what was it, 40p to £1.20, right? Yeah. So are your feet worth 80, 80p? No, I hate my feet. <laughs> no, my feet are too big. I can't oh. around everywhere. You know what they say about people with big feet? They have really <laughs> bad coordination. <laughs> I step on heels all the time. Except lately, in the last year and a half, I haven't been close enough to another human being to do it. So that's a plus, right? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, the idea of 13 ghosts is terrifying because that's uh, that's 12 ghosts more than I feel comfortable distantly, socially hanging out with in a room. Oh, you, you're comfortable with one, with one ghost? Yeah, if one could... ghost is fine because we'll be separate and far enough away. But if we uh, add too many of them, it suddenly becomes like you're packing it in. Does it have to be Casper, like a, friend, a friendly ghost? Or I don't expect it to be Casper. I expect them to be uh, fatty and stinky. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, so a bit scary. But would you would you go well, any it's scary? Not scary, just you know, emitting weird shit going on. <laughs> would you go any with any scary ghosts? Would Muncher. You... <laughs> yeah, I go with Muncher. Have you seen Muncher from no, Ghostbusters Afterlife? Oh no. No. I'd go with Muncher. He's, he's, down to, he's down to clown, let me tell you. His names are just a lot of fun in a Dan Aykroyd blowjob ghost style fashion. <laughs> Let's have a look. Monster Ghostbusters Muncher. Afterlife. Oh, oh. Gonna see. Yeah, oh, Muncher. Goodness. You know what? He doesn't have shame. <laughs> and he's he's pretty fluid. True. I mean, he's True. mostly gaseous, but he's also fluid. Yeah. That's weird. So, so it doesn't matter where you stand on the spectrum or in any kind of non-binary or binary spectrum, you, you munch, you'll do it. <laughs> Got nothing to live for, has he? Yeah. That's uh, that's weird. I was hoping the slimer. Bring... slimer will take down a hot dog, sure, but you know. I was hoping they'd bring back the um, high C ectoplasm drinks for yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, the ecto cooler. Because but I don't think I have there's still that. a couple of months to go. Yeah, but do you think wouldn't wouldn't it be out by now? No, 
I don't know, depending on how uh, the shelves are, because, you mm. know, hey, stocks are depleted. Yeah. But it's all right. We've got uh, emergency visas coming for those uh, EU people that we've uh, kicked hey, out. you. <laughs> Please come back. Did you see the thing uh, on BBC News? Oh, we're going we're we're to talk about a news article from last week now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now we're talking about it. Because uh, over here in Blighty, um, we have problems with petrol. I've heard right? that for a long time. <laughs> oh, I always call it Blighty. I never do, because uh, as, right much, as much as it is a blight on my living situation, I don't like the term. Ah. It sounds like Stephen Fry is trying to be cute and funny. <laughs> and that's the worst thing I can imagine Stephen Fry doing. Thank <laughs> you. Stephen Fry is always cute and funny and does, he doesn't even need to try. Um, he doesn't try. But yeah, here, here in uh, Great Britain, we are... Uh, here in this a, terrible country we're situated in. Yeah, we're having a bit of a crisis with uh, petrol. And um, amongst other things. Yeah, amongst many other things. Venom, let there be carnage being released two weeks after America because they decided to have Bond later over there. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the BBC did a news uh, piece on it and they sent out a a reporter. Did you see this? Yep. What was his name? Alan Bartridge. Uh, Oh, if only. If only. No, his name was Phil McCann. (laughs) He went to to an article about people filling up their cans with petrol and stocking up. And his name was Phil McCann. Oh dear. Sorry. Uh, we're watching um, 13 Ghosts. Are you excited? No. Uh, why aren't you excited? What it, what exactly does not excite you? I don't really know Matthew Lillard as uh, anything outside of being in The Descendants. The Descendants? The Descendants. The uh, George Clooney, Matthew barely... Lillard, Rob Hubel film. Starring I Matthew that film when I saw it, but I don't remember him. I, I just remembered him now. It's a bad film. Oh, oh Bridges really? has great eyebrows in it, but it's a bad film. It was always a bad film. That's the twist people don't remember, is it was always a bad film. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I when I when I caught this on TV the other day, I, that was the first time in a while that I realised that he was in this. I was like, oh, I don't remember him being in this. I remember, That's the only thing. That was I the only a couple thing of other things. About. Um, I remember it was like of... that, that and Scooby Doo around the same year. It was like, wow, Matthew Lillard's having a, a moment. So you don't know about any of the um, anything else that happens except that Matthew. Well, Lillard... let me tell you, I'm pretty sure there's more than one ghost in this film. <laughs> oh, what gives that? Which means, which means I'm assuming it's a horror film because they don't usually have fun ghosts. Ghosts <laughs> are not fun anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I, I. Honestly, I put this on the list because I wanted to rewatch it because it's been so long, and I remember one significant death, but I won't spoil it. Well, now you spoil that it's not going to be a harmonious trip from opening <laughs> to end credits. I know, and that's exactly what you were expecting, right? Yes, yeah. just with thirteen ghosts in the background. Scary. Maybe not even you in know, the background, just their essence. Not morbid. Yeah, I thought I thought thought they'd be you know happy to be have passed at the start. Mm. And that's how I just, you know, spending time going, like, like the sitcom Ghost, just going like, well, and now here we are. <laughs> this is our life, dot, 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 wink, wink. It's not really, because they're dead, but it's their life now, is there? But death is their life. <laughs> and that's the humour, like you would joke about Tenor being backwards. This is, you know, death being life. That's the joke. <laughs> that's the premise. Well, shall we find out if you're right at all? So maybe maybe the death happens very at the very beginning, and that's how one of the ghosts come comes to be. Death doesn't happen at the beginning. De facto, death always happens <laughs> at the end. Oh, death is not the end. Death is always the end. <laughs> this podcast doesn't actually end until one of us dies, and uh, guess what? It's not going to be Johnny. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, want... you're, you're the protagonist. <laughs> I'm wow. the instigator. You have to stop me. I feel like I've got a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> I feel like at the end of this uh, show, you'll end up putting a lot of pressure on me, and thus I will die. Oh. I'm saying you're going to strangle me or smother me after a coma. Stop reading my notebook. <laughs> Can't I help it? I forget oh. my memory. Well, notebook's all I've got left. We used to love each other, I swear. <laughs> Shall we watch 13 Ghosts? Let's watch 13 Ghosts. I'm very excited. There are ghosts around us all the time. 
Most of them, they can't hurt us. Most of them don't even want to hurt us. But there are exceptions. Is it bad tonight? Oh, bad? It is my professional opinion. We should get the hell out of here. Now. I represent the estate of your Uncle Cyrus. We have an Uncle Cyrus? Cyrus recorded this message six weeks ago. He asked it to be played for you in the event of his death. Arthur, I've instructed my lawyer to deliver my last will and testament. A key? A key to what? A key to your new house. This house is the fruit of my life's work. Oh, my God. It is a one-of-a-kind home. It's marvelous, isn't it? Wow! Arthur, we've got some papers to sign in the library. After that, I would love to take you and the family around the tour of the house. This place is awesome! All right, now I know I'm dreaming. Well, your uncle was quite a collector of many things. What the hell was that? This Halloween, you're wasting your time. It's all sealed up. The only thing worse than being trapped in a house with a ghost. This house is not a house. We're in the middle of the machine. Powered by the dead. Is being trapped in a house with 13 ghosts. Can I rely on you not to get me killed? I guarantee nothing. Boom. <laughs> Boom indeed. That was 13 ghosts. Uh, uh, I was trying to scare you. Oh. Well, we've got four weeks. Boo, 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 That's 13 ghosts. Um, 13 ghosts, also known as 1-3 ghosts. And uh, actually, as... actually, I believe it's uh, 13 teen ghosts. Yep. yep. Well, no, 13 thir- 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 in ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Seth Evan. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, critical. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, right. Sorry, are you going to Wikipedia? Yeah. Okay. Let's, how you let's... want it. That's how I want it. Yeah. Um, the film was critically panned upon release. Okay. It was also for a gold. financial dis- For gold. It's panned for gold. Yeah. To find the great nuggets within. It was a financial dis- disappointment, grossing 68 million against its 42 million budget. That costs 42 million. Yep. They did not spend that wisely. They spent it all house, on glass. Yeah, they, they spent it, it all on glass. Well, th- hey, you know who else spent it all on glass? <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, well, it's got. Um... All right. While the backstories for nearly all ghosts are not mentioned in the movie, okay. they are hinted at and explicitly described in the Ghost Files, a special feature on the DVD, with nope. Cyrus as the narrator. No? Not still no? With Cyrus no. as the narrator? So that's F. Murray Abraham yeah. going above and beyond on the <laughs> DVD special features. We've got an um, Academy Award winner with on the, on the bonus disc. With few exceptions, uh, they seem to become more dangerous as their numbers increase. Hold on, I've lost you. My headphones. Oh, no. My glasses back on. I think I've got you back because I'm moving my laptop around a bit. Why would you do that? To be more comfortable while I read these uh, these uh, backstories for these 13 ghosts, if you're so inclined to hear. I'll tell you what, I'll be reclined. <laughs> okay. Are you sitting comfortably? No. Okay. So the firstborn son, I'll, I'll, I'll say the, the names of them and you kind of you give me your guess as what the story, the backstory is. Okay. So the firstborn son, what, do you, what, what does that bring to mind? Right, that brings me to mind with the actor in this film, J.R. Bourne. And <laughs> uh, he was one of uh, Treadwell, is it? <laughs> yes. Treadstone, he was one of Treadstones. Treadstone, yep, Treadstone, yep original thing so there's uh brian cox screaming down the end of a phone wondering what's going on and unfortunately what happened is that this person has been thrust into the water thusly been shot at and mobius started playing alas no terrible uh, way this, to die this is a ghost of a little bratty boy named billy michaels who loved to pretend to be a cowboy billy michaels uh, yeah billy michaels Michael one day <laughs> one day after another little kid challenged billy to a duel which little kid is this shit <laughs> Michael Billy's. Um, Michael Billy's a little twat. I always know. Um, yeah, one day, one day, uh, Michael Billy uh, challenged Little Billy to a duel, 
Um, but Billy, Wait, Billy's Cap Billy Gun. Joe. Yes. Jesus, many Billy's, Billy's Cap Gun was no match for the boy's real steel-tipped arrow. That Billy's ghost still carries. Unlike most of the ghosts, this is this one is a mild threat, never attacking anyone and just saying I want to play. So this is like if we're going to equate this, and I will always equate it to the uh, wonderful BBC series Ghosts. Hmm. This is the Jim Howard character who is the uh, Boy Scout leader who has uh, suffered a uh, an injury of an arrow through the neck. I've not seen Ghosts yet. You should watch Ghosts. Ghosts is wonderful. Ghosts are... There is uh, there's um, if you count that Christmas episode you did last year, that's 19 episodes. How many ghosts are there? Oh, there's... Well, I mean, there's the Plague Pit ghosts, so I don't know if they really count. Right. Then you've got the uh, the main Button House ghosts, which I believe there are seven? No, eight. No. Not 13, no, though, is it? Maybe nine. All right, well, next there's, up... There's a bunch, there's a bunch. Next up, we have the torso. Look, Any look, ideas? Does, does the torso and the, and the head separated count as one ghost or two? That's two. Go- uh, one okay. ghost. Oh, is one it one ghost, ghost though? Yeah, yeah. You know, mm, I don't know because they're always separate. They're never together. Mm, yeah, true. But because it, it's constantly trying, the torso is constantly trying to find its head. Ah. Yeah. Well, that's a different thing in ghosts. Of course, the head's always missing from the torso, and the torso doesn't really care. And the head's just like, oh, I guess I'm here. Thanks a lot. Oh. Um, so what's what's your idea of the torso ghost from 13 Ghosts? Um, okay, so the torso was originally uh, a duo. Uh, okay. And uh, unfortunately, uh, torso was ripped away from the duo after, I believe, jumping off a bridge and then hitting a propeller of a boat. And uh, the other half of the duo started trying to perform music on his own after losing his companion. Uh, struggled in the folk scene in the Gaslight Cafe of New York in the 60s. Eventually tried to go to Chicago to perform for uh, Cyrus himself at his own special (laughs) cafe. Didn't quite work out. Found out the royalties for a song he worked on about going to space would be through the roof, but he sold off his royalties so he could get a quick (laughs) bit of cash. And uh, he's knocked up Kerry Mulligan. (laughs) So, uh, and they're trying to pay for another abortion because, hey, guess what? He didn't have an abortion last time, so that's one less ghost in the world. <laughs> but maybe they're going to get a new ghost out of Kerry Madigan and his child. And that's the torso um, story. Okay, well, I'll give you the real torso story, okay. uh, which is uh, Jimmy the Gambler Gambino. He's very charming. Oh! <laughs> Don't catch him tripping now. Hey. Um, was a gambler in the early 1900s who caught the attention of the mafia oh. after, he, <laughs> after he lost a, bet, a boxing bet and didn't have the money to pay up. Oh, but the mafia cut him into pieces and wrapped him in cellophane, dumping the remains in the ocean. They could have at least sold the pieces to get the money back. Uh, his ghost appears as, as a torso with a severed head nearby and is a more neutral spirit than the and uh, than actively hostile. Hey, I lost some money. Whoops. Um, the bound woman is next. We're only three into the thirteen ghosts. Okay, so is this Gina Gershon or is this Jennifer Tilly? <laughs> Your choice. Okay, so if I go for this is Gina Gershon because she's the more proactive of the two in the film. Right. This is a woman who is into murdering Joey Pantaleone. Season <laughs> uh, Legrow, 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 was the richest girl in town and was very popular. Her one flaw was the way she toyed with boys and men. Well, during that's her, not what bound. During her senior prom night, she was jilt, killed by a jilted ex named Chet Walters, a star quarterback. After catching her cheating with another guy Chet, goes... can, I, can I just say something out to Chet right now if he's listening yeah, yeah. change your name <laughs> I think we've okay. all learned that Chet's are pretty shitty yeah uh, change your name I'd know to Colin because Colin's are good if you're going to be a, a Hayes or a Hanks or a Williams be, 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 be Colin <laughs> um, her ghost lures Bobby into the dangerous basement and still shows in her prom attire bound ropes holding her arms the withered nut lover is next. Can, can I just ask, ask Bobby? That's the uh, Tony Shalhoub's kid, right? Yes. Uh, do you reckon? What do you, what do you reckon about Bobby? What do you mean? Well, I think that boy ain't right. I'm confused. King of the Hill. Oh. I've not seen King of the Hill. Right. Well, you know, next job. <laughs> um, King the of the Hill cast. The withered lover is next, and that's one we did. That's the best. <laughs> 
Sorry, what's this one? The Withered Lover. That's one we did find out about. Okay, The Withered Lover. Gene, that's me. Gene Criticos. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Uh, Disappointing, useless and uh, unloved for a long time. Um, Happy and devoted wife wife and mother died as a result of fire injuries at St. Luke's Hospital half a year or six months before the events of the film began. Unlike most of the ghosts, she is not dangerous. She is benevolent. Is she benevolent? Yep. She seems kind of, you know, uneventful. (laughs) Uh, The Torn Prince is next. Okay, so this is uh, Nathalie and Brudia's lover. Right. He's all out of faith. He's crying naked on the floor. Okay. Uh, Well, actually, here's uh, Royce Clayton, who was a gifted and famous teenage teenage baseball player in the 1950s who caught the eyes of around, around the... Uh, of colleges around the USA. Yeah. Thanks to his challenger, a greaser who set him up, Royce Ooh. died <laughs> in an accident caused by cut brake lines. His remains are still buried <laughs> at the baseball diamond and his ghost carries his <laughs> the ghost carries his baseball bat. Um, the Angry Princess is next. Um, I, we should note this point, this episode is sponsored by Spencer, coming soon to cinemas. <laughs> Okay, enough said. Uh, the name is uh, Dana, <laughs> D-A-N-A. So oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. That's not quite right, though, is it? Dana. Yeah. I not feel like there's right, an eye. I feel it? like there's an eye. It's Princess Diana. <laughs> or Themyscira. She needs you to give her the stones. Um, well, all right. A beautiful but abused lady who lived yep. in the later 1900s. <laughs> well, yeah, actually she did. She had Along plastic. being eternal for a long time. Plastic surgeries to alter her perceived flaws. No, she was perfect in every way. That's how it worked. <laughs> and after a botched experiment that mutilated her eye, she brutally killed herself in a bathtub at the clinic. Her ghost often carries blood, is naked, and carries the same knife she used to commit suicide. This doesn't seem fun. <laughs> well, let's try the pilgrimess. Oh, I mean, this can't go wrong. <laughs> so it's a pilgrim who is also narrated by uh, Jerusha and Jared Hess, the writers of Napoleon Dynamite. Right. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, Wolverines, dang, and gosh. <laughs> and uh, when they uh, go to uh, make their political statement every two years, they only vote for one person. You know who it is. <laughs> Surprisingly you know not. Is. Oh, oh, let's, let's say <laughs> yes, and she was a little... <laughs> She was Isabella Smith, came to North America as a colonist in order to find a new colonist. life. After, yes. She's going to write. No, no, no a colonist. Oh, col- okay. Colonialismist. Um, Not like passengers. In order, in order to find a new life after being an orphan in England, uh, the tight-knit community ostracised and ignored her and used her as a scapegoat. Um, so there were goats in this. <laughs> being accused of witchcraft when cops and animals mysteriously died. Um, she denied such accusations, but she was trapped in a burning barn, uh, but mar- managed to escape unharmed. Oh, that okay, sealed so her that's fate. kind of done. <laughs> that sealed her fate, and she died of starvation after being condemned to the pillory that she carries with her as a ghost. Her skin is badly damaged. Hey, it sounds like me. The Great Child. Oh, that also sounds like me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Harold Shelburne uh, oh, was a mentally well, disabled man who never outgrew diapers and had to be spoon-fed even as a fully grown adult. Yeah, he often so made <laughs> he often made baby sounds after being mocked, teased, and tormented oh, relentlessly all his life. So he caused good. he caused the massacre baby, at the old caused the massacre at the old freak show where he and his mother Margaret Shelburne lived. Some of the freaks had kidnapped and killed his mother as a joke one night. So funny. Um, (laughs) Sometimes. Say that again. Say that again. Margaret Shelburne. Yeah. uh, Some of the freaks had kidnapped and killed his mother uh, as a joke one night. That's kind of like the second funniest joke I've ever heard. What's the first funniest joke? Okay, so, you know, (laughs) most kids, right, they're going to be watching Sesame Street, but my kids, Uh, they're going to be watching Downton Abbey. I've got an accent. When you were watching Downton Abbey, did you feel like... Every time. 
I felt like I was, getting, I was getting context on the funniest joke of all time. It was great. Um, the circus owner, Jimbo, uh, had Howard mutilated beyond recognition. His ghost appears as Howard did in life, with one small patch of hair, a bib covered in vomit and cloth diapers. He still holds the axe that he used to kill his enemies. Okay, question. Okay, answer. What would, what would he look like that when he w- was beyond recognition? Because it seems like a big fat old baby. Yeah. It's pretty recognisable. Yeah. So... What would they have done? How would they have unrecognised this this kind of, you know, put it in silhouette, you can't miss it. A small, person. thin, young baby. They cut out like 50 embryos baby. out of this man. <laughs> the dire the, the mother is next to his, uh, Margaret Shelburne. Sorry, sorry uh, spell, spell dire? D-I-R-E. Um, shy little lady standing three three feet tall. She never could stand up for herself. Hey, um, and a freak show where she lived. She was raped by the tall man, another circus freak, and gave well, birth to a little, <laughs> illegitimate son Harold, whom she loved more than life itself. She smothered and spoiled him from infancy and never stopped as he grew. This is the main reason. <laughs> this is the main reason for Harold's mental handicap. The two were abused to the point where Harold killed almost the entire circus after Margaret died. As ghosts, they remained together. Wait, wait, did Margaret die? <laughs> You're going to love this. All right. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what, this has been brutal right now. I want a joke. Give me something funny. Woman walks into the bar. You're right. <laughs> Some freaks kidnap her and kill her as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, why the long face? <laughs> Um, as ghosts they remain together with how being protective like the torso she is not aggressive and is more of a neutral spirit that's not really true is it <laughs> Ellen. also the, the baby the man baby with an axe to kill, to kill all the people who wronged him doesn't sound like a neutral spirit to me yeah that still sounds like someone who's killed people <laughs> yeah he he's he's not a neutral spirit she is Right, and she's she's part of the killing people thing, isn't she? Okay. She kind of coaxed him into killing people. Right? Influences him, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the hammer. The Toby Young of murder. Any idea what the hammer would be? Who the hammer would be? Well, I mean, if we're going to go by Dr. Thing with Jiggy's sing-along blog. Mm. <laughs> horrible, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. Yeah. The hammer is his penis. Okay. But of course we shouldn't talk about that because we're in council. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I guess it's time to stop. So you can start hammer time. Well, he was a happy and honest family man. And oh, that's nice. Good. Good story. Yeah. George Markley was falsely accused of stealing by a higher up named Nathan and treated with exile from their old western town. Johnny, Johnny. Yes, he. Was it Nathan Lane? <laughs> was it Broadway star Nathan Lane? Yes. God damn George, George refused to leave and his family was lynched by Nathan and his band of thugs. Jesus while Christ, home, mate. While Look, walking home from the I town get market it. one day. You get to moan. That's cool. But dude, justice. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't become a vigilante because you're the Lion King. Seeking justice you do it in the when corrupt, you play Mario. Seeking justice in the corrupt town, George took his blacksmith hammer and killed what those responsible. But the townsfolk chained him to a tree and drove railroad spikes into his body. His left hand was cut off and his hammer was crudely attached to it. His ghost is one of the more angry spirits and is partially responsible for Dennis's death. Spoilers. Uh, the jackal. So, so, so they decide oh. that the, the black man is the most angry spirit. One of the most oh, angry so. spirits. Yeah. Well, look out of film. Robert Zemeckis produced this film. Look how the film ends. The black woman's all angry and hell no, I'm getting out of this house. Yeah, it does seem a bit like uh, they they have uh, less than one dimension to everybody, isn't it? Oh, 2001. Um, Space Odyssey. <laughs> the Jackal is next. Is penultimate. Sorry, sorry. Are you CJ Craig right now? <laughs> are you telling me about the Jackal? Can you do the dance? Can you sing the song? <laughs> Born to a prostitute in 1887, Ryan Kuhn uh, developed a sick appetite for women, attacking and raping strays and prostitutes in the Why? night. He voluntarily went to Borenwood Institute for women for treatment. Sorry. For women? <laughs> for treatment. <laughs> to this uh, so he wanted to, you know, try to get help uh, voluntarily. 
but the medical practices made him much worse, causing him to go completely insane after years of solitary confinement, having his head locked in a cage after breaking out of his straitjacket and developing the hatred for of humanity, not just women now, it's all humanity. I'll be honest, when, I'll be honest, after the, after the uh, horrible stuff, when he's going to get help and then got worse, I've yeah. been in solitary for a while. <laughs> You're just reciting what's happened to me in the last two years. <laughs> Oh, like when word for word, worryingly, worryingly on Pope story. When the asylum burst into flames, he chose to stay behind and perish in the fire. Yep. His ghost carries his torn straight jacket with the torn cubic head cage. It is called a sign of hell's winter. It is, he is one of the more aggressive and violent ghosts, but not as violent as the last one because he's white. Um, attacking. It's weird, weird, weirdly written. Attacking and. Nearly killing Kathy before Kalina saves her. Oh, Kathy, what did you ever do? <laughs> and now Thomas we come to Kathy. I can't remember. Kathy. I think it was the daughter. Yeah, the daughter. Elizabeth. Yeah. From American Pie. <laughs> and um, Jane Silent Bob's tried back for your previous episode. Uh, and we come to the final. And Jane Silent Bob reboot another previous episode. <laughs> the final. Uh, the BFI. <laughs> the jug. The Juggernaut. Vinnie Jones. Bitch. Um, this is Horace Breaker Mahoney. Uh, was born very disfigured and was an outcast his entire life. Just for having the name Horace Mahoney. <laughs> his mother abandoned him at tender age and his dad put him to work in the what jungle. What tender age? The tender <laughs> age of naming him and then running away going, <laughs> that kid is scarred for life now. His dad put him to work in the junkyard and they had a successful sitcom called Steptoe and Son for a few years <laughs> using his uh, unusual strength to crush cars. After his dad died, Horace went insane. He would take motorists and hitchhikers, tear them apart with his bare hands and feed the remains to his dogs. After cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. After several of these murders, he was arrested. A SWAT team shot and killed him when he broke free of hand- his handcuffs as a ghost, he remained at the junkyard with his body riddled with bullet holes, killing intruders. Both Dennis and Cyrus remarked that his kill count numbered in the 40s, making his ghost one of the most evil and dangerous of the 12. So these are all characters that James McAvoy plays. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, um, so I, it's been a long while since I watched Since this. we started going through all the ghosts. Yeah. Um, oh, film debuted on the Blu-ray format on October nineteenth, twenty ten. I should have got this for myself uh, as a birthday present back then, oh, well. in a double feature with House of Wax. Oh well, there you go. You could have watched Paris Hilton act. <laughs> that was a um, big deal when uh, we were in school. Kids, <laughs> kids were going to see that, you know, because they were they were able to get into fifteens, and they were talking about it like, oh, I got to see this, and because who cares? Why? <laughs> A special collector's edition Blu-ray was released last year, uh, on July twenty-eighth, twenty twenty. Features brand new interviews. Anniversary. Yeah. Features interviews with cast and crew, plus a brand new uh, audio commentary with director Steve Beck. Oh. See. Okay, let's go through. That's how we all got through the pandemic. Let's go through the Beckography. Okay. Do you have that to handle? You've got Steve Beck's Wikipedia page, right? Um, I can get it. Yeah, exactly. You can okay. get it. And yeah. So you can I wasn't it. sure if you if you knew. No, I would like to work out who what this guy has done okay. before turning in a film which Tony Shalhoub contemplates. You know, <laughs> the loss of his wife whilst trying to look after okay. his children in a glass house. He's done for an hour and a bit. He's done two feature films, both okay. for Dark Castle Entertainment. So we know one of them we've just watched. Right. Uh, one the of second them was one, the Dark I would... Castle film, Thirteen Ghosts. The second one I would have probably put on the list as well, to be honest. Um, came out oh, the gosh. year after 13 Ghosts. What would come out in 2002? Spider-Man. It also has, also has Ghost in the name, in the title. Is it the film Ghost? Nope. <laughs> Is Ghost. it the film Two Ghosts, Two Furious? <laughs> no. Uh, Is it Hello, I'm a Spooky Ghost, the movie? <laughs> It's, is it the uh, Swedish animated film Help, I'm a Ghost? Well, let's let's go through his visual effects, actually. He's okay. done three visual effects uh, artist director. Okay. For The Hunt for Red October in 1990. Great film. The Abyss in 1989. I finally watched that recently. Did not like it at all. 
Right? Very um, and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in 1989. Was he good for 4K? Yeah. Um, so the second film he did was uh, Ghost Ship. So I've now seen all of his films. Oh, right. <laughs> in, this last ca- in this last month, I've now seen the last two of those films that he's worked on. Whatsoever. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I saw um, Ghost Ship last year. <laughs> Not good. And he's, he's also good opening. Commercials for First Union, GMC, and Chevrolet, uh, McDonald's, and Gatorade. I'm loving it. <laughs> so Steve um, Beck is a prominent figure in making schlock. Yes. And then kind of giving up. So this is one of two films of this month that I've popped in the, the schedule that remind me a lot of uh, Ireland. Right. Because a lot of Ireland is Tony Schlue running around and going, yes. wow. Matthew Lillard, could you play up to 11 at all? Because you seem to be downplaying your performance right now. You've not arrived in Ireland until that happens. Um, I've never arrived in Ireland otherwise, so I wasn't (laughs) going to be able to say otherwise. But no, there were were two um, uh, video stores in Ireland when I was growing up, and every summer we'd go over there and, you know, rent our movies to watch in the evenings. And growing up, I must have been like 11, 12, 13 years old when I first watched these. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, you'd have to be. Yeah. Uh, why would I have to be? 13 Ghosts. Oh, right. Okay. Jesus Christ. It's... <laughs> reciting the joke. Sorry. Um, and um, I remember uh, watching this, and the only thing I remember going into this uh, viewing today was the, the death by sliding glass doors that splits the guy in two. And that's... I... Um... Gwyneth Paltrow's death, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it oh, always, is it? <laughs> it always sat with me, and it, I always remember just how effective it was watching that at such a young age. Yeah, it's um, a fun moment. It is a fun moment. I forgot how little fun there is in the rest of the film. Yeah, it's uh, very overblown. It's yeah. weird. To th- so, so you is this for teenagers to I go and so. be like scared at? It's gotta be jump at moments because there's so much plot. Yeah, there is yet, so much plot. They this... literally sit down, open up a book for ten minutes at one point, and yet they don't. You know the the explanation of the ghost is in the extras for the DVD. Yeah, they expl- they just go through, they just go right through. This is this ghost name. This is this ghost name, and then yeah. flash a bit. And then it's like the eye of Basilicus and blah blah blah. Hell's eye will come and destroy something or other. It's a shame. Okay. There's so much going on, but it could doesn't... have just done. A guy inherits a weird house. It doesn't yeah. be weird, like a, oh, it's clearly weird. It's just to be like, oh, there's one thing that's off kilter, and that slowly starts to unravel everything. Would you have preferred if they'd um, added in the backstories to the ghosts, even if it was just like a couple of minutes per ghost? I think. Yeah, I want... wanted to do a Suicide Squad star. Yeah, and by that I mean I actually want Viola Davis to sit down and explain <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Um. But I then we wouldn't have got my Viola Davis to do anything. She's, she's then, then we wouldn't have got my uh, reading of the uh, ghosts. Um, no, we would have had a Academy Award winner Viola Davis reading the ghosts. Yeah, true. And I think this podcast could stand to have an Academy Award winner. <laughs> so yeah. if anyone wants to uh, put me in a film and thus let me win an Academy Award so that this podcast can have that achievement, let's go for it. Okay, here we go. Uh, critical reception. Okay. Reviews were mostly negative. <laughs> Shock. Um, praise was directed towards the production design, which I would agree with. I said, I said, you know, this film hasn't got much going for it except for the sets. Yeah. Uh, it was criticised for its lack of scares and number of strobe effects throughout. That yeah, it's induce, very much. That could induce seizures. Uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Want to have a guess at the number? 30%. Based on nine. <laughs> oh, if only. Based Barry, on 94 reviews. 94 um, reviews. I would say 58. 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Jesus has low. Um, with an average rating of 3.62 out of 10. Um, the critical consensus reads, the production design is first rate, but 13 Ghosts is distinctly lacking in scares. Um, on Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 30 out of 100, based on 24 reviews. Indicating generally unfavourable reviews. Yep, seems like that. It's very uh, airless. That's the problem with this. If you were it's cinema such school, a stacked cast as well. Yeah. You just see, like, you know, there's Lillard. 
his I guess Emmett Davis, but then there's Tony fucking Shalhoub and Shannon Elizabeth and bloody F. F. Murray Abraham. Mm. You put him in something, you you know, that's got to mean something. I know he um, sells his schlock pretty, pretty broadly for a while. Mm. Still, I mean, he's F. Murray Abraham. Um, if you were cinema score, what would you give it? If I was cinema score? Yeah. I would give it a big old F so that it could be joining the ranks of all the other Fs because I think that's a fun list to be a part of. But I'm guessing it's probably a B minus. Oh, C plus. Wow, that's lower Very than close. Yeah, yeah, well, usually they go for a, a B, B minus, B plus area for a horror film. Unless uh-huh. it's got one of those devil inside non endings and then it gets down to an F. Uh, Roger Ebert uh, said the production's first rate physical look off the picture is splendid. Um, but he criticised the story, lack of interesting characters, loud soundtrack, and poor editing. And in 2005, included it on his list of most hated films. That's interesting to think about the film for more than a second, but there you go. In the years since its release and disappointing box office performance, the film has gathered a prominent cult following, finding further success and more positive reception. From whom? Elvis Mitchell of the New York Times said... What we're left with after the scares is just plain dumb. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, since there's no scares, yeah. LOS, it looks like uh, it's just plain dumb. Yep. Um. But yeah. That's uh, that's thirteen ghosts. It's got uh, oh wait oh it's gone up to seventy percent on seventeen percent on tomato, one tomato meter. Um, do you want to guess the average audience score? Eighty one. Oh, no. No, not even close. But it's gained a fucking cult following. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, 48. 48. Well, see, it's growing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe by the time this episode's out. Those Lillards are out there. Yeah. Lillards. Um, but yeah, that was uh, 13 Ghosts. What did you think? I think it's pretty plotless, isn't it? It really is. Man I... dies. Man, other man loses family, then inherits the house, I guess. And then there's a bunch of stuff on glass that's inscribed and says, Hey, there's ghosts here, don't don't do anything. And then they do things and then end. See, I put this on the on the list because I remembered specifically that death. That one death. And I thought, Oh, I, I'm pretty sure it was scattered with deaths, but that was just the, the most memorable. It seems like this director so, is really good at doing one particular moment. Yeah. Because Ghost Ship has that opening sequence oh, really? in which everyone gets massacred in a pretty brutal way. And then the rest of it is just nothing. Um, and it also it, stars uh, an actor from uh, from In Treatment in that one. So uh, he's he's good at getting an actor from In Treatment in the film as well. I'll give you a five-star review. So if he does uh, another one, I'm guessing that means that uh, Usnavi is going to be <laughs> in the episode, I'll, in the film. I'll give you a five-star review on uh, from all the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. From who? This was given to us uh, by Mason M. Okay. Um, July 31st of this year. This year? Yep. This is a recent review, Mason. Yep. Make it good. In, in my top ten movies, absolutely loved the violence and the interesting, brutal, brutal deaths. Definitely worth a watch if you're a huge horror fan. Right. How many people died in this film? That's the thing. I still only remember that one death. So F. Murray Abraham dies at the start. Oh, one of them gets crushed by the two, uh, the two glass panes. And Beth Davis gets crushed. Yeah. And uh, her her friend gets hit by a car as well at that death at the start. Mm. And then the lawyer guy. Yeah. I'm carrying four deaths at this point. Anyone yeah. else? Pretty much, yeah. Could you read that review again real quick? Uh, yep. Um... Wait, what was it? Uh, in my top ten movies, absolutely loved the violence and the interesting brutal violence? deaths. Interesting brutal deaths for um, violence. <laughs> I mean, two people get uh, hit by door, glass in some kind. One sliced through, one squished. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Mason, I don't mean to be offensive, but uh, whenever you watch it and uh, watch the whole film and not just skip to that one scene you like. <laughs> Um, so Film Quips Online says okay, uh, quips. <laughs> um, in addition to the incredible set that serves as the centrepiece of this film is without question it's most uh, which is without question with its most enjoyable quality okay. there are also some amazingly truthful performances by Shaul Hoob uh, Lillard and of course Abraham of course 
of course. Um, yeah, still so, entertaining yeah, in spite so of its number of faults, says Cinema Craze. There was one I read earlier that was from 2018. Um, while the film isn't entirely noteworthy, it solidifies its place among the corny movies from the early 2000s. Cyrus's haunted house is a work of art and ultimately adds a memorable piece of real estate to the horror genre's spooky neighbourhood, which I'll agree with. That's from Birth Movies Death. Marissa Mirabelle. Horror movie real estate? Yeah. I, Does Crystal Lake sit in there? Maybe. Like, I, th- I, th- I think I understand where she's coming from. Like, that yeah, glass so you've house. Got the, you've got the psycho house. Yeah. Bates' house on the top of the hill. Yeah. And you've got, uh, well, uh, Castle Dracula. Yeah. And Bronkenstein. <laughs> Bronkenstein. This house, the house on Haunted Hill. Yep. Guess that's Paradiso. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think... <laughs> the house from The Invisible Man. When I think of, um, like... The Shining, the Overlook. Yeah, exactly. When I think of... Um, of real estate from horror movies the tree house from hereditary i think this <laughs> i think this would this would the turn up from in my list the glass house in 13 ghosts um the hut in the witch the vavitch sorry <laughs> the vavitch um but yeah i i'm sorry about this i i went in thinking the field from infield in england <laughs> You can you can put anything on that plot. I mean, it's just land. You can just build anything you want eventually. True. True. The house that Jack built. <laughs> Bless you. Thank Bless you. We're good. Yep, we're good. Mate. What about the house at the end of the street? <sighs> so I'm allergic to houses at the end of the street. <laughs> so it's not got much, you know, interest going on. It's just, you know, it's former own was Jennifer Lawrence. That so kind of probably yeah. adds a bit of streets of curb appeal at the very least speaking of curb appeal the house from american history x yeah um yeah i i agree that this is about a house with house and corpses yes you do with that one because you kind of gotta you've got to be up front and say you know people have died here <laughs> true yeah true but this is one i would i wouldn't mind living in this house the house with the clock on its walls yeah that count because the, the baby Jack Black is the most disturbing thing one has seen for a long time. Baby Jack Black? The baby Jack Black in that film is... I did not know that was a thing. Horrifying. Might have to give that a watch. I think it might be the most disturbing thing Eli Roth has ever worked on. <laughs> um, so, I guess the big question. Andrew Jones. Yeah. Are you mad that you watched 13 Ghosts? Not mad. Okay. If you want to ask the next question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bef- I thought you said before I ask the next question. I don't know if you okay. want to ask the next question. Are you movie mad for 13 Ghosts? No, no. no. It, falls, it falls in that complete, in that void when yeah. nothing even matters. Yeah, I thought this would be more fun. I really thought there were more deaths and I thought there were more people in the house and to, you know, to leave more, to have more deaths. Yeah. And I thought you were, were going to get, like, each ghost was going to have their moment. Right? Feels like it should be this 30 yeah. ghosts. We're going to see what they do. And when they get together, oh, boy, they're going to play. Yeah. But it uh, turns out, nah, nothing. Yeah. They kind of don't do anything. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, very weird. Well, that's the start of Horror Month. Sorry oh, okay. about that. <laughs> Is there an end to Horror Month? There is an end. Okay. But we're not there yet. Oh, No. no. What so, happens? What happens in Horror Month then? Well, well, it's Horror Month. It is October. So what happens in October? Oh, um, Peacock, Peacock exclusive. Yeah, and my birthday. But yeah, um, no, I don't care about you. I never cared about you. I knew it. You never cared about me, so it's only fair. I never cared about me either. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Halloween is going to pop up somewhere along the way, surely. Maybe at the end of the month. Maybe, maybe it'll be like a jump scare. And it won't, it won't I, pop up where you think. I don't do jump scares, so it can't be that. It's all Hallow's Eve. It's all about Hallow's Eve. So that's all we have to care about. So anything else is wrong, right? Well, let's find out when we come back next week to... To watch, watch whatever we're going to watch. Whatever we're going to watch. I'm Something lost. horror. I don't understand. 
where can we find you to help you find yourself? You can find me on Twitter at Ethan Runt. I'm mostly just being miserable these days. I'm going through a real bad time, guys. Life is uh, bad right now, and I don't well, like it. Well, at least we've got horror movies too. Yeah, and I'm, I, you know me, I, uh, I love horror movies. This is definitely good for me. I like feeling shit. Where about you? You can find me at movie underscore bad on Twitter uh, and on Instagram. Um, you can, uh, that's about it, really. Oh, I've got my letterbox still going strong. Yeah. Um, Where movie you at? Mad. At movie mad. You're at Ethan Lunt. Yeah, Sorry. you can see me. You know, give one star reviews to lots of films everyone else likes. What would you give this? Malignant. To? Oh, I've not seen Malignant yet. Oh, I've seen a horror film before you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. Sad. I meant to... And I put it off for like three days as well. I was working a day shift uh, and I had like two or three nights off after that. So I booked to see it at like 9pm after my 8pm finish. Right. So I was going to take the, the riverboat to the O2 from, from work because I'm working around Hello. Greenwich now. Yeah, I've only ever taken it once and I was like, Do you know what, I'm going to treat myself, get the clipper and go to uh, the O2 after work. And I booked it. And then about half past seven, I got an email saying, thank you for contacting SeaWorld. And I was like, hmm, I didn't contact you. Um, and it said, we've had to cancel the screening due to unforeseen events. I'm like, oh, so that that took it all out of me. So and now I know it's on uh, HBO Max. A while, only for a couple of more weeks. What, what date does it does it leave? Before Halloween. Oh, of course. But during October, it's still... The first part of October. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Because I'm going to try and start... Try and watch one film every day in October. One horror movie. So that's oh, going to be one... started already? Films. Yes, I have indeed started already. Um, but yeah, until uh, until next week, I suppose. Um, when I shall be uh, scaring you some more, you lucky little thing. Uh, that's my... The amount of effort I can put into anything anymore. Uh-oh. I'm so fucking broken. I'm a husk of a human being. I'm a ghost at this point. The 14th ghost. Oh, yeah. But you've got the best story of them all. The podcaster. Yes. <laughs> podcaster. He died talking to a computer. <laughs> having not seen another human being for years. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. 